You are listening to Crosstalk. A safe place to discuss addiction, recovery, harm reduction, and everything in between. Support for this podcast comes from the Kentucky Opioid Response Effort and Advocates of Recovery. Content and production by the team at Turning Point Recovery Community Center. Now, buckle up and get ready for the show. Welcome everyone to Crosstalk Recovery, the recovery podcast that supports all forms of recovery. I'm Matt Lewis, and I'm here with Nathan Brockett. I'm Todd Crandall. (laughs) Thank you, Todd, for coming on here, man. I wanted Todd to come on today because I've been following him recently, and I love what he does. We say that we support all forms of recovery, and uh, he has a very unique recovery program up in Ohio that he started racing for recovery. Um, He's a... Hundred, he's done a hundred triathlons. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's been on all kind of NBC, CNN, ESPN. He's written books. He's uh, got documentaries based on him. It's just an awesome person that I wanted to come on here and share about his pathway through recovery. Uh, it's a holistic approach, which I think is awesome because I know that for me, I came through a twelve-step program, and that's what worked for me at that time. But through that process, I got really connected back with body mind and spirit wanting to get healthy it's like if i'm going to be sober i'm going to be healthy i'm going to enjoy life i get into bicycling climbing all going to the gym regularly you know always meditation all the things that a lot of things that you do so that thing is really cool that your program was geared towards that specifically because uh you know it's just amazing that i think more people some people come through recovery and they put on a bunch of weight and you know uh, a, lot, a lot of my brothers have done that you know and i just think like why would you want to put on a bunch of weight i think it's so much better if, for your your mental you know your physical everything so todd thank you for coming on uh, tell us a little bit about your you know how you got into recovery your pathway to recovery how you started racing for recovery and all the things that you do well, I loved when you introduced your awesome podcast by saying we support all forms of recovery because I am not here to minimize what anybody else has done, none of that. I'm just simply here being a an, an educated, licensed, um, got some years behind my back and have done some things as just an example of what can be done in recovery. So yeah. I think for for the folks that are watching this, and this is one of the reasons why I started racing for recovery is we have to understand how we became addicted. Yeah. Most time, you know, and I went through other traditional programs. I went to rehab. Nobody ever asked me the question, why are you doing this? Never. Nobody wanted to know the pain that I was going through, the emotional distress I was going through, the suicidal ideation I was going through. They just basically said, don't you know you ruined your life because of drugs and alcohol and you need to stop that? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, with all due respect, that and a dime can get you a cup of coffee. Easier said than done. Yeah, most definitely. Right? It's like, again, I wanted to understand why I was the way I was. Well, when I start talking now, you start to understand this. So... My mom committed suicide when I was three because of her drug addiction. My uncle killed himself because of his addiction. My aunt killed herself because of her food addiction. I have a surviving aunt who is heavy. I don't call people fat. She is heavy from her choice to self-medicate with food. So if you have four kids in a family, three of them committed suicide, and all of them have self-destructed with some modality, 
you don't just say to those kids, well, you shouldn't have ate too much mm. or you shouldn't have drank too much. Yeah. What do you want to ask what was going on and why this was happening? So the basis of for my own recovery was to understand why I was the way I was, begin healing from that, not cured, but healing, and then implementing a lifestyle that I enjoyed living. Yeah. Not that I just wasn't using, that I enjoyed not using. Two different things, man. Absolutely. Yeah. You have a life that you don't have to run from basically today. That, that, that's awesome. Yeah, we talk all the time about how that alcohol and drugs are just a symptom. The yeah. real problem is us and our thinking. You know, when you get to the base of it, you know, you get to the things that have affected <clears throat> you, the things that you have trauma that have been in your life. A lot of people suffer trauma, and it causes them to use because they don't know how to deal with it, whether they're, they self-medicate. Uh, that was, you know, my problem, and, and, you know, it sounds like what you went through. Uh, and But then to, to like incorporate like all the exercise and the physical and mental ad- addressing those things, having a positive attitude, really trying to, uh, you know, live a healthy, like for me being fun, having fun in recovery is the one of the most important things, man, because I spent so many years in my addiction, just wasting my life away, uh, unhappy, depressed, not doing anything. And now I'm trying to make the most of it. You know, I'm trying to live life to the fullest, live a life worth living, not just merely exist, but live, you know. And that sounds like what you're doing, and I love that. Well, you mentioned, you know, you talked about living well. So I'll try and incorporate the concept that Racing for Recovery for living a balanced, holistic lifestyle. You know, we have a spiritual aspect, a nutritional, a physical, a psychological, emotional, you know, educational, a a bunch of other things in there. So I'll give me an example. During my addiction or even pre-addiction, let's use academics. I always felt I wasn't good enough, wasn't smart enough, was stupid, all of those things. Well, now I hold a master's degree. Um, With respect to music, you know, I grew up listening to, you know, Kiss and Motley Crue and all Van Halen, these things. And (laughs) as opposed to passing out in the parking lot and missing the concert. Now I've met some of these people and in some cases their music is in our documentaries, you know, and uh, physically I gave away possibly having a future playing hockey. I gave that away because my choice to use drugs. Now I've, you know, like you said, I've completed over a hundred Ironman triathlon events. So what I'm saying for this stuff is not to, well, and I want to give one other example. I was scared to death to even go into a church or even think that God, I was worthy of God's time. Now I'm developing a program of my own that I am worthy of all those things. So my point is when we don't feel good about self, we're apt to not do things we're capable of. And we're more than likely to self-destruct as we keep talking with drugs and alcohol. But when you make a cognizant choice, because it's a choice to Mm -hmm. use drugs or alcohol or not, When you make a choice to not use them, then you get the opportunity to go out and earn all of those things that we're talking about. Education, fitness, faith in God or whoever. Those are earned. They're not given. They're earned. And that's the difference of really what I'm doing here at Racing for Recovery. It's not just about not drinking. It's about fully healing and living. That's yeah. so cool, man. Like when you hit it right on the head for me, that low self-esteem, self-destruction, all those things that just keep you at this this low level of living. 
you know, when once I, once I was able, when I got sober and I was able to see that I am worth it, you know, I'm, I'm worthy of a family today. You know, I'm, I'm a new dad. I'm, I'm worthy of having a son. I'm worthy of having a, a loving relationship. I'm worthy of having friends. Oh, Matt Lewis here. You know what I mean? It used to, I think, that I was so undeserving. And that would cause me to just break myself down into tiny little pieces. And, you know, that that was probably the building block for me is, is realizing that I am a, I'm a good person. Just make crappy decisions sometimes, you know. And uh, through, through these, these programs and teaching me to self-love, you know, that, that's, that's so big. I read that when I was reading on your website. That's, that's what I was telling Matt before we, we met with you was that where you hit on low self-esteem. That resonated with me. Because it's like today, I, I can't even imagine that I used to not love myself, but I know that I did. And that just, it's, it's amazing. And the fact that you can instill that in other people through your program is, uh, that's, that's so awesome. Like, it's, it's so cool what you do. Well, can you show me a person who is using drugs? Uh, and I'll show you a person that basically hates themselves. Yeah. And yeah. I already used that word hate, but that, that's what that's we do. You show me a sober person. And I'll show you a person who is starting to value themselves and is willing to keep improving themselves to find more value in themselves. So you don't, you can't have self-esteem and be addicted to drugs and alcohol. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, right. right on, man, right on. We'll be right back. Did you know that recovery from substance use disorder and mental health go hand in hand? That is why the caring and compassionate mental health professionals at Four Rivers Behavioral Health in Paducah are here to help you find your balance. They are proud of you for making the changes necessary to live a healthier life and would love to see you reach your full potential. Give them a call at 270-442-7121 or stop by the downtown location at 425 Broadway in Paducah, Kentucky. As a woman in recovery, I know how important having a fellowship of women has been for me. Come join us at the Women of Worth All Recovery Support Group here at Turning Point, 415 Broadway, Paducah, Kentucky, every Friday night at 6 p.m., where we discuss our personal experiences in recovery. Hope to see you there. So I like the fact that you've done these triathlons, man. We, I was outside in the park a lot before we came here, and I was, like, adding up the miles of uh, how much you've <laughs> ran and biked. And I think it's 17,000, 18,000-something miles, and that is a, that's a feat. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what is the most grueling triathlon you've done, whether it be location or, or you know, things like that? What, what, was the, what was the most taxing one that you've done? It's a good question. So I've just for the record, I've done two Ultramans. Um, what is it? Thirty-two full Ironmans. What's the difference between an Ultraman and a triathlon? A sixty-six half Ironman. So an Ironman, I'll give you the numbers. And a full Ironman consists of a two-point-four mile swim, a hundred and twelve-mile bike ride, and then a full twenty-six-point-two marathon run. Uh, the Ultraman is three days. The first day you swim 6.2 miles and bike 90 miles. The second day you ride 170 miles. And then the third day you run 52 miles. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's like that a, is crazy. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's like a three-day bender of crack, heroin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, t- 
talk about a runner's high. Right. Like, that'll be a whole nother level. That is cool, man. <laughs> so the, the hardest one, I, I've had the privilege and the honor of traveling the world doing yeah. these. I've done all the six of the seven continents. You know, I've been to Hawaii, Switzerland, Germany, Australia, all these places. The one that was the most difficult was to come to mind. Uh, Ironman France in Nice. And then Ironman Lanzarote, uh, just above the north coast of, of uh, Africa. Those had everything. They had heat. They had hills. They had wind. Uh, and it, <laughs> they were tough. But like, like anything, the tougher it is, the bigger the reward. Right. So putting yeah. our topic of conversation and recovery, you know, to overcome all, all the trauma to overcome suicide, suicidal ideation, to overcome losing whatever of ourselves that we've lost. When you work to gain it back, you appreciate it even more. So those are the hardest Ironmans that I've done, and that's why they're at the forefront of my mind because I earned them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that. And, and when you begin your podcast, that saying you have, you want the results, do the damn work. <laughs> that was awesome. Right, because it does require action. Like, what kind of preparation do you have to to go through to prepare for these? Is it just like you're constantly training for it all the time? It's a it's a lifestyle, right? That's yeah. a, You know, I'm a plant-based vegan guy, you know, mm-hmm. so I only put, you know, plants in my body. I don't eat dead animals that, you know, I'm putting a, a murdered soul into my body. I don't watch garbage television. I don't entertain negative conversations. My whole life is based on positivity and consistency. So if you want to run, bike and swim for the, you know, 23 years that I've been doing it, well, you consistently run, bike and swim. If you want to get better academically, you sign up for classes and you go to school. You know, all these things are basic, uh, normal concepts that for whatever reason, people don't find the, um, I'm going back to the self-worth. They Mm -hmm. don't find the self-worth that they can do these things because you can. Right. You know, the Iron Man for me is a metaphor of what can be achieved in life. I'm not saying, hey, you got to do an Iron Man to be sober. That's that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying use that Iron Man and create your own version of what the Iron Man is for yourself. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's such a great message because I know for me, like, I'd I pretty much wanted to be dead when I got to recovery. Like I thought that it was over. You know what? I didn't think that I had anything left to do, and the amount of things that I've accomplished since getting sober is amazing to me. The fact that I'm hosting a podcast is ridiculous <laughs> to me because I was the kind of person who had extreme social anxiety and I used alcohol and drugs to cope with that. You know, so like it's. I know that anything's possible just on my small level and to see people like you do what you do is such an encouragement to know that I have so much more potential that I could unlock and achieve. It's all based on the willingness and action you're willing to put into it. I like how you talked about it's a choice. I mean, mm-hmm. once you are free from that physical addiction, it is a total choice and it's about surrounding yourself with positive people and having a positive lifestyle, staying connected to other people who are trying to do good things, staying away from, you know, like you said, garbage TV shows, garbage food. Um, you talked about nutrition. That's such a good part of it. Like, uh, you know, eating right is such a big part of trying to stay healthy because what you put in your body, there's so much, the fast food, the garbage that's out there, it, it, it really ruins people. And I hate to see that. So 
I love it when you're talking about stuff like that because that hits me and inspires me and encourages me and hopefully other people who are watching. You know, I'm sure it has because you've you go around, you do speaking engagements all over the country. You know, uh, how what made you start racing for recovery? Talk about uh, how that got started. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. I was, uh, I got sober and I don't like talking about my time, but it's relevant to this. So I quit, quit self-destructing on April 15th of 1993 after getting my third drunk driving charge. Um, you know, like everybody else, my life was in, who cares how much I drank and snorted? It's irrelevant. So I quit on that day. And from that moment on, I was on a a quest of a never ending journey of self-betterment and eight years into my recovery, I did my first Ironman or excuse me, six years into my, in my, in my recovery, I did my first Ironman. Now, mind you, I used to watch the Ironman Hawaii triathlon back when I was using drugs. So that was the seed that was planted. I, my stepmom was an avid runner and she had done a couple of triathlons too. So even in my addiction, I saw something different. And in 1999, I decided I'm going to do the Ironman. Um, didn't know how to swim, hated to run, didn't know. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm going to do just like no different than when I was in my mindset of addiction. I'm getting a half ounce of Coke and go oh, yeah. find the way. Right. right? So <laughs> I started doing Ironmans. And in 2001, I went to New Zealand of all places. Holy cow, man. If you've never been there, you got to go. So I go to New Zealand. I do the Ironman. I come back to Toledo, Ohio, and our local newspaper ran a story about my life. And in fact, it's hanging in the lobby of our facility here because I want people to see how this got started. The response from that newspaper article was just overwhelming. And I thought, I can do something with this story that actually can help somebody. And it's not about talking about how jacked up I was on drugs. That's one of the things when I hear these war stories and other support group meetings, I'm like, dude, who cares how many drugs you did? That's not the point. Let's talk about why you were doing them and what you're doing in your life. Absolutely. So racing for recovery to provide an environment that was conducive to everybody who's been affected by addiction, family members, the community at large, are people like us that battle addiction. And here's where an interesting thing that came to fruition. We are the first program ever to have a support group meeting that has everybody in that format. But how it came to that format is people from traditional support group meetings were calling me and they said, do you have anything else than what is currently offered? And that is a key phrase that I'm saying right now. I didn't start this to be in competition with anybody. I started it to fill a need that was being asked because I, I endorse traditional support group meetings, but to me, they're like one piece of a pizza. It's a good piece of pizza. I want the whole pizza. (laughs) I, I created this environment that was, more, um, I believe it helps more people that need the help, but it also provides clinical, licensed, and educated information that can really help people on a clinical level get into that trauma aspect and then also educationally, spiritually, and intellectually help people build a, a lifestyle that is conducive to sustaining sobriety, right. not achieving it for six months, and then, quote, relapsing and going and using again and repeating that vicious cycle. 
So that's why and how we do what we do here at Racing for Recovery. That's awesome, man. Sounds like y'all got some good wraparound services keep people engaged. We, we, I was looking at your support groups you guys do. It's like y'all have great turnout, people share, and it seems like they really get a lot out of that, that meeting you guys do. It's that, that, that's always awesome seeing people come together. You know, and we, and again, we're the first program that's taken that format and put it in a live stream version of it. You know, we started doing, I don't know, four years ago or whatever, before COVID and Zoom and all that. Um, We also do uh, intensive inpatient counseling. Uh, We just ran an, an educational group for about 50 of the people that live with us. We're now starting to offer clinical things on a live stream format as well. So, Technology has really been helpful to Racing for Recovery to get our message heard to more people. I'm thankful for that. Absolutely. And y'all have a huge platform from what it seems, man. I imagine y'all have reached people all over, like just looking at the different things that you're into and then promoting Racing for Recovery all along the way. People have got to be – I mean, we took notice, you know what I mean? So over here in Paducah, Kentucky. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, it's it's globally. I mean, we've had people that will come on the live stream or receive – you know, counseling are actually people who have moved here from all over the world, man. You know, our books have been read all over. It's, you know, look, I'm just a empathetic, grateful, and humble human being who's doing my best to be of service to other people. That's it. That's so cool, man. That is the most important thing. Yeah. I, I like the analogy you used with the pizza. That I liken that to you. Analogy he's all the time with the tools. Like we we say we're a podcast, and here at Turning Point, we support all forms of recovery. Whatever your pathway is to trying to better your life, we are in supporting you. Whatever works for you, and that's why I love finding new ones that are are interesting and I feel beneficial to people. I'm the kind of guy who wants all the tools. You yeah. know, like you talk about the full pizza. I want all the tools in my toolbox. I I pull from. A-A-N-A-C-R, I pull from, uh, you know, smart recovery, and and then living this whole holistic, healthy lifestyle is just a part of that, you know, spiritual, uh, 100%, so I think that that's beneficial to everybody, now some people take narrower channels, but I'm the kind of person I want every tool is, that is out there to, provide, to help me, because I know that I need it, you know. And it's just so cool that you're being able to reach people like that, especially through technology today yeah. and, the, and the opportunities provided through that. Man, like, we wouldn't even be able to do this podcast if it wasn't for stuff like this. So it's such an honor to have you on here. Um, well, can I, yeah, let me say something. On a, on a, I, I, I'm going to use some humor, but on a serious note. Okay. You take drinking, for example, right? People drink more than Budweiser. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> people, got, people got drunk on a variety of beers, a variety of whiskeys, a variety of forms of rum, wine. There's a lot of ways to get drunk. Yeah. Okay. There's not one way to get drunk. Yeah. The problem is people are drunk. Yeah. So, you know, our second book is entitled, There's More Than One Way to Get to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, if Cleveland is sobriety, there's a, a variety of ways you can get to Cleveland, man. You guys are going to get to Cleveland a different way than I am. If we're even if we're both driving, you're going to go north. I'm going to go east. Yeah. But it doesn't mean you're wrong for going north to get to Cleveland. Yeah. Right. right. It's like, hey, man, we got to Cleveland. I.e., we're sober. <laughs> How was? All right, this is cool. That's what I want people to understand. We'll be right back. Yeah. Hey guys, for more info about racing for recovery. Go to RacingForRecovery.org or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. You want to know something? 
My biggest issue with meetings is despite their name, they are never about me. Here at Turning Point, all of our meetings are for you and about you. We have meetings at least three times a day, seven days a week. We are located at 415 Broadway, Paducah, Kentucky. Call 270-444-3621 for more information. Hey, y'all. Did you know it's illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland because they get lonely? Here at Turning Point, we don't want you to ever be lonely either. That's why we are open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Always feel free to come hang with our friendly staff and don't forget your guinea pig. We're located at 415 Broadway Street, downtown Paducah. That's one thing I pull for all the time is more unity between the programs, man. We shouldn't have these programs telling, like, you're doing it wrong. This is the only way because there's so many other ways. It should be more about encouraging, like, I'm glad that works for you. Continue doing that, you know. Mm -hmm. It should be more supportive instead of division helps nobody in this process, you know. People are trying to heal and put their lives back together. They don't need people telling them they're doing it wrong. they need support. And what, what better than, than a big group of people coming together and say, hey, we did it. You know what I mean? Our lives are better. We're, we're living good. We're being able to take care of our families, ourselves. And even the small responsibilities such as paying bills, you know, things like getting driver's licenses. You know what I mean? I've, I've had my driver's license back for maybe about a year now. And that was a big accomplishment for me. And, that, you know, that's part of my journey. And, you know, having that support from all different areas in life, from, you know, my, my program, all I just love it. And the fact that you guys are so open-minded about the different forms of recovery and the ways to get there, that's, it's, it's a blessing to hear somebody else talk about it that's in, that's in you know, the program that you're in. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty cool. I, I, it's, I love it. Right on, man. What else you got? Ask me something else. What else you want to talk about? I love this stuff. <laughs> Well, I was uh, I, I love watching your podcast and seeing the success stories on there of the people that have come through there and the testimonials. Like that's really good stuff. That's inspirational. Mm-hmm. Not only like are you inspiring in what you do, but like seeing how it works for other people is always an inspiration. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I haven't watched any of your documentaries, but I plan on watching them. You know, I just I, I don't forget how I stum- I stumbled across you guys on Facebook like a few months back, and I was just like, wow, this is this is cool, man. And I wish I. I'd gone through a program sort of like that because I'm like, you know, more geared towards fitness and trying to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I went through was right for me when it at the right time, you know, it worked. And like I said, I'm just out there trying to see what else is out there and spread the message to other people to let them know, you know, um, Matt, one thing I wanted to say is, look, man, I, I did the traditional meetings. I don't want anybody to think that I, I've never been there. I did. I've done several of those 12 step formats. I loved them. I did a lot of CA meetings. I did some NA meetings, did a ton of AA meetings. Love it, man. Supported a hundred percent. It's just, like I said, I got, um, I wanted another piece of pizza, man. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And here, here at Turning Point, we um we do all sorts of meetings. We're a recovery community center, so we'll we have we, we host NA here, AA. We do Smart Recovery. Uh, we have uh, uh meetings for the LGBT community, uh, veterans. I'm a veteran recovery myself, and we host a veterans meeting. Uh, all different sorts of things, like you said, to try to allow everybody to get that piece of pizza that they're looking for. And you know, we have a we have a pretty good turnout. You know, and, and people like that they're able to come and be. You know, not so just 
hunkered down by the by the traditions of AA. They can always come to NA, or they can always come to Smart Recovery. You know, so it's pretty cool. I did want to well, ask. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just say thanks for your service, brother. I appreciate that. And if you guys send you some some of our books or whatever down there, just to give away or let people read, no problem, man. Give me best. We'll get box down there. Not a problem. Oh, that's awesome. awesome. Thank you. I did want to ask, uh, like, what's next for you, man? Are you going to continue to do triathlons? Do you have any like plans of expanding to other programs around the country? Racing Girl Recovery, leaving Ohio, anything like that big going down? Good question. Uh, on a personal level, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll keep doing. I think I signed up for eleven more Ironmans next year. Uh, <laughs> Just eleven. Just eleven. You know. <laughs> I love, love the travel aspect of it. Yeah. Um, seeing different parts of the world and taking some of our staff to see how this whole thing got started. So yeah, I'll always keep doing those things. Uh, with respect to broadening racing for recovery, I used to want to have other bricks and mortar places. It just, the world doesn't work that way anymore. It's kind of going back to a little bit of scripture, you know, you build it and they'll come. So we're focused on home base here in lovely Toledo, Ohio, but really, like I said, increasing the technology aspect of delivering our our services, but more providing housing and services here in Toledo. Because look, people need a place to live, man. Oh, they do. And we we house over we house about eighty five people on a consistent basis. We pay over a million dollars a year to to provide that service for people. And to think of all the work that it went into getting to where we are after 22 years of service. I don't have it in me to do that. Man, (laughs) that is a huge impact. It's, it's been a long, arduous journey, but it's been so awesome. I'm so thankful for the the staff that work with me. Notice I said, no one works for me. They work with, um, and we're going to keep doing it locally with bricks and mortar and have, have people come to here and then, after being here for at least a year, man, it takes at least a year to really get into clinical counseling and start the healing process and then living through emotional hardships and Mm -hmm. getting a good calendar year under your belt before you start thinking about reintegrating into society again. And that's what we're focusing on is just doing more quality clinical care for people. Yeah, absolutely. I I like, you know, I attain that to, you know, I've always been, heard the saying, you know, instead of asking what's wrong with you, how about we start asking what happened to you? And that, that wow. touched me, you know, I, I, that sounds right up y'all's alley, what y'all are trying to, you know, get to here. Um, I guess the question I've got to ask is, um, what's been your favorite place to do uh, triathlon? I know you said New Zealand was cool, but, you know. Oh, God, I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. <laughs> you, you got, hey, man, you got to go. I'm actually, you know you what? couldn't go if you've had a DUI. That's what I <laughs> Yeah, we got we got a few felonies. Or I do. I, I have a few felonies. So I don't know how my travel is gonna go when it goes all that stuff. But you know, you know. Hey, I look at even this is a true story. You know, if you come in and you're applying for a job here, you better have some felonies. <laughs> we say that around here all the time too. Yeah. It's almost a prerequisite to employment yeah, for where we are. Family. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I thought cool. New Zealand was cool. Um, God, Australia was cool. But I think the, the biggest joy for me is is going to Hawaii um, because of a myriad of things. That's where the vision for everything I have in my life today came from Ironman Hawaii. Um, I've raced out there six or seven times. 
to finish my 100th yeah. Ironman in last October and have my daughters there to have success stories from racing for recovery there. That really was the pinnacle of that. That was pretty cool, man. That was an awesome experience. So Hawaii is my go-to place. Um, and I'm going there again next summer to do the half Ironman again. So that's the, that's the place for me. Yeah. I, I lived in Hawaii when I, between the ages of eight and 10 and I've always wanted to go back. I would have a lot of fond memories, you know, at that age, but I've never been back since then. What, uh, what island do they do the race on? Is it the main island the big, Oahu, or Maui? Yeah, no, Kona. Kona? Yeah, where were you? Uh, on Oahu, Honolulu. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I've never been except for uh, going through the airport and Honolulu yeah. on the way back. Um, I, Kona's, Kona's the place, but I have yet to experience the other islands, and I want to do that. Yeah, that's cool. Man. Yeah, I, didn't, I I think I went to one other island when I was there as a kid, uh, but I've never been to Kona. And I would love to do it. I mean, you know, it's such a beautiful place down there, all, the culture and everything. You know, I remember there's this spot that you could go to, this overlook up in the mountains, where that if you leaned off the overlook, the wind was blowing up straight off the ocean, up this straight wall would blow you back. Like you couldn't fall really? off of it. The wind was constantly so strong off the ocean. I don't know how many times I'd test that, though. But, uh, <laughs> That's cool. Todd, man, I, I absolutely love how you're just channeling your energy today. Like you, you just seeing you smile and be energetic about recovery and what you're doing. It, 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 it makes me feel grateful that there are people like you that, that can spread the message in the way that you do. And yeah, just the, the, the amount of people I know that you've reached, you know what I mean? And, and there's more to come, you know, and I, I, that we, it, it's awesome to have it, like a weapon, like somebody like you in recovery against the disease that we have. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad she was able to come talk to us about all this, man. Look at guys, I, this is another thing. I, I respect people that want to be anonymous, mm -hmm. but if you're, if you're being anonymous, how's anybody going to hear about how great it is to not use drugs? So I love the media. <laughs> I appreciate what you guys are doing. Our whole program got started from one newspaper article. So say it, man, get yeah. out there. And as uh, what's that guy say? Who's the comedian? Uh, the little guy. Uh, Kevin Hart yeah. says, say it with yes. Say it with <laughs> Yeah. I mean, get up and talk, man. It's not lecturing. It's not preaching. It's not being arrogant. It's just saying, hey, man, this is what I have found. It's awesome. You know, come get some if you want or wh yeah. whatever, man. But life right. is good when people make choices to quit using drugs and alcohol. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Right. And I, I, he probably won't be talking about it, even though he's right next to me. Matt likes to write music and make music videos, right? And as soon as you said that about, you know, if we're, if we're anonymous, how are people going to find out? And he wrote a, he had a music video about that. And it was just kind of cool that you said that. Yeah, anonymity. I, I, I mean, I, I think it's important for people to be vocal about the recovery, be proud of it. You know, yeah. we, we've survived a lot of some people don't survive you know going through recovery uh and what we do out there so i think it's support i mean there's programs that around like unshamed kentucky is one there's uh recover out loud i think is another one there's there's ones that are promoting that today the people like you and i think that's great like I, before what anonymity was you know back when you were an alcoholic you know in the 1930s your whole life could be screwed up if they found out you were an alcoholic or they'd you know hospitalize you you know but now people should be proud of what yeah. they've you know survived and like look look at what you can conquer look at what's possible like what you do man i think it's amazing so i'm a big you know, proponent of that this gets brought up a lot um we are not addicts and with all due respect we're not recovering addicts we are people people have names 
They have desires. They have passions. To sit around and listen to, I'm Steve, I'm an addict. I'm Sally, I'm an addict. I'm like, oh, my God, man. No, you're more than that. Once you quit using, you're not addicted. You know, give us something of substance as to who you are, what you like to do. You know, I'm Matt, and I make music videos, and I'm going to go to New Zealand. Awesome. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a good plan. That's that would be great. <laughs> yeah, I think, right? I think you just gave him something to add to his goal list. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was already a goal. Oh. <laughs> My response is, what time are we leaving? And let me grab a toothbrush and a passport, and I'm there, man, you know? Heck, yeah. That's cool, man. You know, And, and to that. think that, you know, I never had dreams of travel or doing anything cool like that. It was just where could I get the next fix, you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. No more, man. Nah, no more. Right. Nah. It's done, right? Yeah. Yep. And notice, we didn't talk about quantities and how many car crashes. It's oh, like, no. I don't No. That. It's all about spreading hope today, man. It's all about yeah, spreading man. hope. I love it. Yeah. I love it. If you, uh, listen, man, if there's anything I can ever do for you guys, let me know. You know, um, I can have you guys on our show. If you want to come up to our center, man. I would love hey, to come check it that out. That would sometime. be awesome, man. Yeah. Any, so, anytime. We're, we're, we're so, I, I would love to see what it looks like. You know, I, I got got to looking at some of the pictures on your website. And I, I don't think it does it justice. You know what I mean? I imagine Dude, it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, oh, here we go. <laughs> All you guys that are so watching, listen. check this out. Yeah, this is my office here, you know, um, it's all full of, you know, this back wall over here has a bunch of spiritual stuff on it, you know, you walk around a little bit, you got, uh, here's my buddy's uh, poison right here behind me, <laughs> that, um, right, their music's in our, a couple of our movies, my right. daughter's with me in these, you know, we've got this, this thing up here, that's our first ever support group meeting in our building. There was 260 people that wow. night. Yeah. You know, just, this is life, man. If you take a little tour here, here's outside. We've got some, you know, hockey jerseys, Van Halen. <laughs> it's just, um, you know, Iron Maiden, Rush, Metallica. This is all like. That's so cool. Just yeah. a cool place to, to check this out. This is our boardroom, man. I don't know many boardrooms that, uh. That do this. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah. That right? is awesome, man. And it's um to me it's just like I've taken my my bedroom that used to be a place of self destruction <laughs> and just turned it into a giant center of wellness. <laughs> That's what I was about I mean? to say. It looks like somebody's just in their house, man, and that that, that right. is cool. That's so great. you know, that just your your life revolves around this stuff and it is it's wonderful. <laughs> and you know, that's I, I that's what that's what I talk to people about all the time is that my life is recovery today. My life is is and not just like you're going to meetings and all that stuff. My life is just living better, being better, feeling better, things like that. And it looks like the way you got it going on there. It's really cool. <laughs> well, thanks man, a lot, Don. Coming, up, guys, man. Stay in touch. All right. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It's great to have this connection, and I, I really do appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks so much. It's Ty. Awesome to meet you, Todd. Keep doing great work, man. Take it easy, boys. We'll right. see ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Watch us on YouTube or check out our audio versions at Apple, Podbean, Google, Spotify, all of them. Stay grateful. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction or in recovery and needs guidance, speak with Turning Point's team of peer support specialists by calling 270 You are not alone, and we are proof that recovery is possible.